Welcome everyone to episode 106 of Missing Pieces. If this is your first time watching or listening, my name's Greg, and this is where I sit down and I discuss my life, Lego, and anything else that's on my mind. Thank you for being here with me as I talk about my week. And this week, it was a brutal one. Holy smokes. I feel like I didn't get anything done this week. I know that's not true because I work constantly, but it just feels like I have all these goals that I'm trying to get to and all these things on my to-do list, and I never get to anything because I spend so much darn time editing videos and making videos, but that's what I love to do. It's one of those things where I think about this all the time, and I talk about this sometimes in my vlog. I used to go to my job, and I would feel like I was there for hours, and then I would look at the clock, and it would be like, 9:20 a.m. and I'd be like, "Oh my god, how am I going to get through this day?" These days, I feel like I have been doing something for like 20 minutes. I look at the clock and it's time to pick Clark Mana for school. So I'm trying to cram as much stuff I can into what is effectively like a six and a half hour day, and oftentimes that includes me shooting, editing, and uploading sometimes three videos onto YouTube, and that's like every single day. Sometimes live streams as well. When I can do the what is that? I know a trifecta is when you can do like three things. What's the fourth thing? A quadrecta? <laughs> I'm making things up here. But when I can do like three videos out to the world and a live stream, I feel like that's like the chef's kiss of, of YouTube for me because that's like everything that I have. When I'm trying to balance all these plates and I have two hands, but I'm, I'm balancing four, like two of them are juggling in the air with like food on them. That's when I feel like I'm really at my peak form. Uh, but nonetheless, like making all of this content, like filming it, like I'm constantly filming, which is probably a part of the problem, but I just, I love it. And then it's like, well, I got to turn that into something. So I have to edit it down. And then you got to do all the YouTube stuff. You got to export, you got to upload it. Like I'm at the point now where I'm exporting videos on my laptop over at Baratect. And then I'm over here exporting a video on my Mac mini over here. And like, just, just managing two things at once. And I kind of love it actually, but that means when I'm doing all of that, because priorities, you know, you gotta, you, the things that you put your attention into are the things that get done. So I end up making all these videos, but all the other things that I want to do, they kind of get pushed off. Like sometimes organization, as you can see from my studio, absolute disaster. Sometimes things just get like done and then left because I go right to the next process and stuff. But I love it, dude. Like this is what I love to do. And I just, I just can't get enough of it. It is like, it's very addicting living this YouTube life because so much of it is like positive reinforcement, whether it's, you know, the satisfaction of having something done, the art of making a video. And like, in my mind, it's like sculpting something. I take this block, which is footage, and I sculpt it into this thing that I want. And like, for me, the pacing has to be right. The storytelling has to be right. Everything has to be perfect with it. So I am very much a perfectionist, but I like putting out stuff that I can be proud of. And it all takes time. So that being said, I did a lot of all of that. What I didn't do a lot of this week or really any of this week is building Lego. The thing that you're probably here for, at least some of you, some of you are here for the Lego. Some of you, maybe not so much. You're here for the other stuff. And I guess that's, you know, this is for anybody that wants to listen, I suppose. But I'm talking to you. I'm, I'm talking to you guys who are here for the non-Lego stuff. Uh, I didn't really get anything built in Lego this week. I did a haul video. I got some things uploaded that I had worked on previously. I got my $30 eBay order in, and I did the video on that and kind of put that all together, which is a lot of work because it involves me shopping for an extended period of time and then kind of cutting that and putting the, the haul within stuff. But that's, it's like a high payout thing for me, like in terms of 
my satisfaction with it. Not financially on YouTube by any means. Like we're definitely in the hole on the uh, eBay Lego buying on a budget. I'm gonna have to see how far I can go with it. I need one of them. I need one of them just to hit with the YouTube algorithm gods. If you guys could like do a little uh, YouTube rain dance for me, I want to take someone had the suggestion that we get that series up to a thousand dollars. I would love. I mean, I don't know how much of a budget you're on if you're buying something on eBay for a thousand dollars. But it'd be a pretty darn cool video to make. And maybe making that video would be the one, you know? Like, you just, you don't know. Uh, so if you have any suggestions on what I should buy for $1,000, don't comment it. I don't want you to waste your comment on that. In fact, some of you guys right now, you've already commented hi to me right now. I want you to delete your comment. I want you to listen to the rest of this. And I want you to comment something that's that's related to what we're going to talk about here today. It could be anything. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. And some really great listener feedback as well. I It's always funny. I can see... Like the comments that came in like right when I uploaded, there's like four or five people that just say hi. And I also should comment, I'm not going to throw any names out there, but there's this poor soul that every single week he or she asks me to talk about some specific Lego set that was discussed or came out or leaked that week. And I never do. And I just want to apologize to you. It's just like I never really find a place to put that in here. I should be doing is Brick Tech buying it. I've really been like slacking on that. Uh, it's just so people know. But uh, I, I just, I don't feel like just talking about a particular Lego set here. Although I am going to be talking about a little bit of Lego here in just a moment because I want to talk about something that I did this week that was my most fun thing in the world of Lego. And that was making a YouTube short. And it wasn't my typical short that I make, which is on the Bugatti that's right behind me here. It was a short inspired by Ryan of m &R Productions, an old friend of mine. Uh, I was editing probably, and I, I tuned into one of his videos. He was talking about some new Star Wars sets or something, believe it or not, and the $20 battle pack, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Uh, but he was talking about the AT-AT, or no, it was the ATST that's coming out. And he mentioned that it was a chicken walker or chicken leg walker. And my mind, like, I just laughed instantly. I was just like, oh my God, he called it a chicken walker. So I put together this little YouTube short. And if you go back on my channel, you can find it where I spliced in clips of Greg's gardening tips, talking about chicken walkers and raising chickens. And then another little video where I was talking about George Lucas's obsession with chickens and mechanizing them. And then I cut Ryan's thing in there. And then I came in as Greg's gardening tips in the end, which I need a wardrobe for that. I think I'm going to get like a a button-up plaid shirt and some overalls. Like I'm going all in, and maybe a straw hat. If you don't know who's Greg Gardening, who Greg Gardening tip is tips is words speaking. I'm new to this. Oh man, you've missed some some really funny backstory. But he's going to be a recurring character here in 2022. So we're going to get a whole wardrobe. He's going to be like a cartoon character almost, like where he's always wearing the same thing. But I'm gonna have like a wardrobe for this guy. And I came in and I was like, somebody's been watching him some Greg's gardening tips, and I ended up editing that on LumaFusion on my iPad. I've never edited on my iPad before, but I thought, you know, being that this is vertical video, iMovie struggles with that. I use free iMovie for all of my videos. Like I've created everything that I've done, including the thing you're watching right now, all with just iMovie, the thing that's included on every iPhone. Like you could literally do what I do like right now, if you want to do it. There's no secret behind this. I mean, some of this, like this right here, this takes some setup, but you could do the same thing I'm doing right now. If you wanted to, if you were called to it, you could take your iPhone, hit that record button, shoot something, and put that bad boy on YouTube. You don't even have to edit it, honestly. Like, no one's going to watch it. Let's just be honest. Like, when you start out, nobody watches your videos. So make make all your bad videos ahead of time, but slowly start getting better. All right, I'm not going to convince you guys to start a YouTube channel. I do that enough. If you were going to do it, you probably would have done it by now. And I hope you did. Some of you guys did. I hear from you. And I'm super freaking proud of you guys. But anyways, I edited that video up. 
little YouTube short and I put it out and I just, I just thought it was cool. It was a giant waste of my time, honestly. Like I could have been working on other things and this is kind of where, you know, I'm talking about editing and stuff. I, I, I got that all spliced down and I have it like perfectly done, at least in my mind is, is janky and ghetto as it was. Like I was just doing like, I was holding my phone up to the screen as I recorded it, but it was, it was kind of funny and stuff. And, you know, I wasted the time on it, but it was rewarding for me, even though that'll never produce anything financially. And like, I don't think anything's going to come of it. Maybe someone will find my channel because of it, but I don't think it's anything that would inspire you to be like, I want to see more of what this guy does. It's kind of just like, what the heck was that? Uh, but I really had fun with that. And that was my most fun thing that I did in Lego this week was making a little YouTube short about chicken walkers. And maybe that's where my future is in Lego. Like I really love just doing like the funny side of things. I came up with an idea this week that, I'd like to tell you guys about, but please don't steal it from me because I'm going to start doing it. I've been wanting to do draw detect for a while now. And I was trying to figure out, like, I was thinking about taking requests from the chat on things I should draw, like Lego inspired, you know, everything's gonna be like Lego related, but I'm going to like poorly draw it on my iPad and procreate. I don't have any experience, but I thought, you know what, it's something I want to do. So why not try it? And in my discord, we were talking about Lego leaks, you know, and it was just like the set number and like the title of it. And I was like, this is draw detect. I could draw really poorly. Like it's almost going to be like a spoof series or a joke. I could draw what I envision the Lego set looking like. So they say there's an ATST coming out, for example. I literally draw like a Lego chicken with like chicken legs and like put guns and stuff on it. And I think that would be so much fun for me. I don't know if anyone would be interested in that. Uh, but for me, I think that'd be really, uh, interesting and uh, it would be fulfilling and I could get some laughs out of it. And that's what I'm here for. Like, I'm not here to, to, um, I don't know. What am I here for? It's got me thinking. I like to think that I'm here to encourage people. I'm here to entertain people. I think those are like my two biggest things that I want to do. I want to let people know that anyone can do this. And I want to let people know that if you have a son or a daughter, or if you're a, you're a kid, like get together with your, your parents and like enjoy time together. I like to do that. But beyond that, like I'm not here to inform you of anything. It's just for fun. This is all for fun for me. And I feel like that would fall in line with my brand and what I'm trying to do here. And there'd be a very small audience of people that would really probably like that. But I think most people would be like, what the, what the frick is this? Just like, just like uh, the uh, short that I made. But if it's something that's fulfilling to me, that immediately is the direction that I want to go. I'm not driven by like, oh, what can I do to get the most views and the most likes on my video. I gotta, I gotta be the first to do this, and I gotta buy the biggest of this and stuff. That's, that's not what I. That's not who I am, and I don't want to be that person. I feel like that would lead me down a, a path to the dark side. No, not that. But I just don't think I would enjoy my my existence in this space anymore if I was constantly in that that loop of what that is. I like just coming down to my studio and being like, what am I gonna do today? And whatever it is that I want to do the most, that's the thing that gets done that day. And I like it that way, right? So that was my most fun that I had on YouTube. I'll give you my thoughts on $20 battle packs here since uh, maybe that person that comments every week like, hey, Greg, can you discuss? Maybe this will be their thing. This is, this is my chance to finally make it up to you. My thoughts on $20 battle packs. You don't like the price? Don't buy them. Easy as that. I always tell people, and I've said this for years, even back on the podcast with Ryan when we would discuss things like this. Vote with your wallet. You don't like the price that something is? This is this is how capitalism works. This is the free market. If you don't like the price of something, if it's too high, you don't buy it. You don't buy it, 
they reduce the price. But the problem with you Star Wars people is that you are going to buy it. You're going to complain about it, just like you complain about literally everything. But you're ultimately going to buy it. And that's going to send Lego the message that, okay, this actually works. People are willing to pay $20, and they're going to keep doing that. And eventually, they're going to see if they can get you guys for $25, probably. And you're probably going to go for that, too. Just like the CMFs, how they kept creeping up. If At some point, if we just been like, no, we're not spending $5 on a minifigure or minifinger, depending on who you are and where you're at in your life, they'd be like, oh, okay, let's make them $3.99 again then. And we're like, okay, deal. It's how it works. So you can cry about it. You can complain. You can do whatever you want. But if you ultimately go and buy that, you're just sending them the message that that's, that's what you're happy with and you're willing to pay it. And most people probably are. And they're going to get away with it. If there's one thing to learn about Lego, it's that people are willing to pay some exorbitant prices for plastic pieces with instruction manuals in plastic bags. So, um, yeah, we're all, we're all guilty, I suppose. But it's good stuff. It really is. And uh, I guess ultimately, like... In all seriousness, if you go to a store to look at a Lego set and you look at that set, don't even bother with the piece count or anything that's in there. Let's not even talk about that. Look at that set and decide how much value is in that for you. Is there $20 of value in that battle pack? And if the answer is yes, and it very well could be, you go ahead and buy it. No questions asked. But if you look at that set and you're like, yeah, that's it's not worth $20 to me. Let it sit. I know it's going to be tempting because you got to have all the new, the newest and greatest and all this stuff, but just let it sit and it'll clearance out. Problem is everyone needs to kind of be on the same page with this. And uh, what I've learned and what I've seen in my existence here as of late is that we're never going to get anyone on the same page about anything. Like I, this is going to get depressing a little bit here, but like, I guess the biggest thing that we like, we probably need to work on is pollution uh, global warming, emissions, all of these things, like consumption of of natural resources that probably aren't going to come back, non-renewable things. We're all, we all realize that this is probably an issue, right? We all realize that we should probably work on this. But being that we can't all get together to agree to it, nothing will ever be done, which is why I think our world is doomed. But uh, how's your, how's your day going? <laughs> I'm depressing the heck out of you right now. I Maybe when we get into crisis mode, we'll get to that point where it's like, okay, we're all going to do something, but I fear that it'll be too late. So I just try to live in the moment today. I try to do what I can as like a human for the most part. I mean, I still consume things, obviously. I live the rich American lifestyle with multiple cars and, you know, all of the things that come with that. But uh, yeah, I guess guilty as charged here. But that's my... That's my bleak outlook on the long-term future, but I'm hoping that there's a generation that's coming forward. I don't think it's going to be the generation before me. I don't think it's going to be my generation, but I'm hoping that it's like Clark's generation or the people that finally get their act together. And we got to raise these kids up to be that generation. That's what I'm trying to do with Clark, man. I'm going to try to get him to to be the person to fight the Terminators, to be the John Connor. I'm kidding. We're not going to get to that point. I am a little, oh, dude, are we going down this path? I wasn't playing. <laughs> this wasn't on the script, Greg. The metaverse, That that's scary, dude. Like, I watched Mr. Who's the Boss, excellent YouTube channel on tech and stuff. His video on Mark Zuckerberg's meta and the metaverse is is disturbing. It, it's scary, dude. Like, I, I'm straight up, I've talked about this. I'm moving out into my little space out in, in the woods 
and I'm going to just live there off the grid. If this is where the world's going, I'm just, I'm out, dude. Like I, this is, I'm not, I'm not living the the tech life within like a VR headset where you go, you do all this stuff digitally and you pay for digital goods and you have almost like an avatar that represents you. Like that's that, like the second life thing. That's not the path that I want to go on. Like we're basically, and this is like worst case scenario, we're gonna live life like uh, the people from Wally where you're sitting in your chair with like your thing on and we're all fat because we don't move anywhere. And the only reason you'd have to leave the the metaverse, I guess, is to eat, but you could probably just eat while you have it on. It's, I don't know, maybe I'm just a doomsdayer. That's possible. But um, yeah, that's, that's my thoughts on $20 battle packs. <laughs> Holy smokes. Um, one thing that I have been enjoying, even more than Lego, you guys are going to be triggered by this probably. Gaming. I've been really enjoying playing video games with Clark Mam. And we've been getting into, we have this arcade stick thing. It's like two-player arcade thing where there's like 1,600 games that I that I downloaded and put onto this thing. It's like all of the arcade games you've ever imagined. Uh, our most recent game we played was Turtles in Time. But Clark and I had just been going through and like playing things randomly. The one that he was playing was called, I think, like Night Shift or something like that from Taito in 1989. And he, he just loving this and we're having so much fun with it. And I love the whole pick up and play aspect of arcade games where it's like these games are intended for you to just come in and play for a bit and then to hopefully feed a bunch of quarters into their machines, which this is nice because you just hit a button and it like gives you a credit. Uh, otherwise, we'd, we'd be thousands of dollars into this probably if this is an actual arcade. But I want to give Clark that experience of what it would have been like to go into an arcade back when I was a kid when you could walk in and see lines of like uh, you could see Turtles in Time or you could see the X-Men game and you could see the Simpsons game and all of these stand up units. And we've been enjoying that. Uh, we also been playing Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe for the N Nintendo Switch, and that's been so much fun. Like I've had some actual like belly laughs between us when we're playing that game, and it's just a ton of frustration though, because like playing with two players, like you're always getting each other's way, and then like Clark is bubbling, and then if I die, like we're done. Uh, if you don't know what any of that means, don't worry about it. But just just know it's like a 2D side-scrolling Mario game where the two of you are playing together in the same level and trying to get to the end. And like we'll die over and over and over and over again. But then that feeling that you get when you actually beat a level or a boss, it's just so darn satisfying and it just keeps me going. And I, I love it so much. And the fact that we're doing that together, like I think you'll see a trend here if you've been listening to this podcast, even if it's just your second week here. My favorite things in life are the things that I get to do with my man. Whether that is Lego, gaming, being outside, running RC trucks, spending that time together is the most important thing. And gaming in particular is something that I was thinking about here this weekend that I think, and this is going to sound kind of crazy, even crazier than my doomsday predictions here. I think that there's maybe more potential for us in terms of in, in business with our gaming channel than the Lego channel. Our gaming channel right now has less than 9,000 subscribers. A video that I put out maybe gets between 500 views to 1,000 views, depending on what it is. Minecraft is wildly popular there, just like it is everywhere else. But I think, if you had asked me five years from now, I think that we're going to see more potential on our gaming channel than we will in our on our LEGO channel, even with the huge advantage that the LEGO channel has in terms of subscribers and where it's at right now. Because as Clark gets older, I feel like maybe we're going to be moving into that world a little bit more together. You know, I think he's 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 definitely more interested in playing Minecraft than building a Lego set. Like, I interviewed Clark last night, not professionally. I didn't record it. 
I just, we were just eating dinner and I started asking him some questions. I said, what would you do if you were home alone, essentially? Like, what would your, what's your plan? What would you do? And he said, first of all, he would become nocturnal. He would start staying up all night. I was like, okay, you're going to stay up all night. Uh, what are you going to do while you're up? And he's like, I would play Minecraft. And I was like, all right, well, how long would you play Minecraft for? And he said, until my arms get tired. So basically until he's in physical pain, he would play Minecraft. And I said, okay, so you're done playing Minecraft. What do you do then? And he's like, I'm going to get on Netflix and I'm going to watch stuff and change my profile picture. <laughs> okay. okay, so you've done that. What do you do now? And he's like, well, then I'd go to sleep. So this would be daytime, I'm assuming, at this point. So he goes to sleep. And I said, well, what do you do when you get up? And he's like, I'm going to go get something to eat. And I said, what are you going to eat? And he said he would eat popcorn and he would get some peanut butter. It's <laughs> like, all right, so you do that for a while. Um, what do you do What do you do you if you need more food or supplies or anything like that? He's And I said, would you know how to get to the grocery store? And he said, yeah, I would I would get on my four-wheeler. He has this, like, this little Power Wheels four-wheeler. He's like, I, I would put my charger in my backpack, and I would ride my four-wheeler to the grocery store. And if I needed to charge on the way there, I would just stop at someone's house and charge using their outdoor power outlet and maybe have a coffee. <laughs> just like, wow, man has things figured out and like a whole whole agenda. So that's what Clark would do if he's home alone. It, would, it wouldn't be a very interesting movie like Macaulay Culkin being left home alone. It would literally be Clark playing Minecraft and watching TV until he falls asleep and then getting up, raiding his snacks, and then doing it again, probably for many days in a row. I asked him, I said, if we were to leave Roxy with you, if you were home alone, would you know enough to take care of her? Would you know enough to feed her, to give her water, to take her outside? And he said that he would. And I'm, I'm curious how that would be because he doesn't really, I don't think he would keep track of time very well. And Roxy well, she always looks like she's desperate for food. Like she'll lay by her bowl. She'll be begging you. Like, you know, she'll be, she'll be on you like crazy. Like once like lunchtime hits, she's like pretty much ready for her, her dinner. Like she gets fed twice a day. Uh, so Clark would probably end up feeding her, you know, six, seven times a day, probably, uh, eventually running out of food. And I guess he would ride his four wheeler to go get more food and then put it on the back. But it was just kind of interesting talking to a six year old, soon to be seven year old, like about what they would do if they were just kind of left on their own. And I'm curious if you have kids, this would be a great thing to talk about next week. Ask your kids that question. If you have younger kids and like, let me know what they would do. Like, what would they do? Would they live a normal life? Would they go nocturnal? Would they do nothing but play Minecraft? I don't know. It's, it's interesting, but that I say all that to say Clark's favorite thing is gaming. And I feel like as he gets older, you know, when he, 10 years old, 12 years old, 15 years old, I think gaming is going to take over more and more of our time and our life because I feel like he's going to be more inclined to want to do that together than potentially build a Lego set, which is fine with me. Like people have always asked me, what do you do? Like if Clark doesn't want to do this with you anymore, I'm like, that's fine. Like I, I'm happy to just build a thing on my own and to you know share that experience or to work on a mock and share something that I was proud of making. And that's ultimately where I'd love to take this channel is more into the creative space. Cause as you could tell from this episode, I get a lot of fulfillment from making things, whether it be sculpting a video or if it would be making a short or if it would be building a, a mock of my own and something that I could share that I can be proud of. Like I love, I love the art of making and I'd like to move more into that world. Draw detect is an example of that. Whether people want to see it or not, it's, it's what I feel called to do and what I love more so than being the 58th person to tell you about a Lego set that's either coming out or sitting on my desk that I just built. It doesn't appeal to me. I don't, 
I just don't. So, you know, that's that maybe our future. It might be Greg's Arcade. Might be you know we might change the name again. Uh, but I see a lot of potential in gaming, and I want to do a lot of of fun stuff with Clark Man over there. So, if you're not subscribed, you should be. I'm gonna try to uh, I'm gonna try to set a goal for myself. Oh man, it's gonna be tough. I'd love to get to 10,000 subscribers just to like it'd be pretty cool. I would then have we'd have four channels with 10,000 subs at that point. It's pretty wild, pretty darn cool. And it's cool to me because it's like, you know, it's not as hard. Like it's definitely like YouTube is definitely one of those things where the rich keep getting richer, unfortunately. Like once you have some footing, it's so much easier to do it again. It's so much easier to keep doing it. It's so much easier to to get bigger. Like there's channels that I watch that like maybe a few months ago they had like 500,000 subs, but now they have like 1.2 million. It's way easier to get another 500,000 than it is to get your first 500. Um, so it's, it's great that if I want to, take a different path or if we want to promote this thing i can just go to my vlog and on greg's role and be like hey you should come over and subscribe to our gaming channel and i think people would or i do it here you should subscribe to our gaming channel maybe you will and it's cool to like have more people join over there and to be active in the streams and stuff so this is my promotion for that i guess commercial break brought to you by greg's arcade link is down below youtube.com slash greg's arcade it's fun come on down come on down to where the games are played it's fun it's hip it's greg's arcade huh if you know what that's from, I'll love you forever. Tell me what that's from. I changed it slightly. Anyways, potential in gaming, high. Potential in Lego, probably still up there too. I think whatever I put my time into is where success will follow. And I believe that with all of my heart. And I believe that for you as well. Let's talk about an unrelated thing, but a related thing. Uh, I know YouTube lately has been removing the dislike button. And it's been like a controversial topic. If you guys don't know what that entails, they, there's still a like button with a number. So you can see how many people like a video, you know, in relation to the number of people that view it. The dislike button used to be similar to that, where you could see how many people disliked it. So uh, it'd be nice if you go into, like, I watch a lot of camera comparisons and phone reviews and things like that because I'm into tech and audio and stuff. So I'll go in and you'll see if you, you immediately look at the likes and dislikes. And if you see a ton of dislikes, you probably know the content within that video is bogus or, uh, or something about it. Something's not right about this video. On the same hand, though, sometimes people use the dislike button as a way to be vengeful against a person or to gang up on somebody or something. Like YouTube Rewind, I think, is one of the most famous um, examples of this where they put out a YouTube Rewind a few years ago and it got bombarded by dislikes because people didn't like it, which, you know, people didn't like it, but it became famous because people didn't like it. And more people disliked it because it was cool to dislike it. You know, it became trendy, like we're all going to dislike it. And everybody bombarded that, which it, it's fine when it's like a big corporation like YouTube, you know, it's like they're not going to cry themselves to sleep. But I do think on the other hand of this, like I talk about sculpting a video, right? And I put something out there that I'm proud of, that I'm sharing, whether it be my life or whatever it is, something that I, I made, something that like is me. And to sit there and publicly dislike something where you click a button physically to let someone know that you don't like whatever it is that they made, that's kind of hurtful, isn't it? That's kind of a jerk move, in my opinion. Like Instagram doesn't have a dislike button. You know, you take a picture of you, you and your family at the park Imagine if you could publicly dislike that, like, oh, I hate this picture. That picture sucks. Your family sucks. You know, that, that, is, that is YouTube. YouTube is a very, sometimes very cancerous place, especially in the comments. 
But like, I kind of like the idea that you can just like something. And if you don't like it, you just move on. I don't really see a reason to dislike a video. It doesn't really do much in terms of your viewing experience or for the for like the algorithm. In fact, if you dislike a video, it shows as engagement to YouTube. So whether you dislike or like a video, it just shows that people are doing something on it. And YouTube doesn't prioritize that either way. Taking away the dislike is nice because you aren't hurting someone's feelings. Like think, imagine a, 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 let's say you're 13, you can finally make a YouTube account. You're no longer on YouTube Kids because we all know that prior to that, you were doing nothing but watching Peppa Pig on YouTube Kids up until you were 12. You come over and you make your little introduction video and you're like, hey, my name's so-and-so and you know, I'm really into this thing and I'm hoping to be able to share that with you on this channel. And you know, you're young and you're constantly looking and you know, you might get a comment that says like, hey, found your channel, I love it. You know, you see the like come in, but then you see a dislike. And you're like, well, why, why, what did you dislike? Like, what is it, what is it accomplished? Like, it's, it's so faceless, you know? And like, oftentimes, like I'll, I'll see sometimes I'll get a dislike on my videos, like this first second they're uploaded. So there's some like incredibly pathetic person out there that literally has notifications turned on. And I don't know if this is still happening. I don't really pay attention anymore, but you have notifications turned on. You get notified on your phone. You drop everything you're doing to click on the video and leave a dislike. Like imagine living that life. And like what purpose is that? Like I I do wish like if anything YouTube would do. I wish there was almost like a cooldown timer you could put on to a video where people couldn't comment in the first x number of minutes that they watch it or leave a dislike until they've watched a certain amount of it, whether it even be 30 seconds or something like that. Because like it, it's just leaving your high comment or first or second or whatever it is, notice me, it's so worthless, as is leaving a dislike without watching it. Like, the dislike button is useful, like I mentioned earlier, like, to determine if content it really is, like, shady or bad or whatever, but it's not helpful in, in some ways to, to creators if you're, if you're just doing it to be vengeful. But who's to say what, what how you're doing or why you're doing it? It's so tough. I say, I guess, ultimately, you leave it. If you're going to have likes, you might as well have dislikes. Like the creator can still see the number of dislikes, but like does not seeing that like your work, say you're one of those dislikers that just, just you have a vendetta against somebody, you know, you just hate this person so much. You're going to dislike every video that they make when you can no longer see your handiwork. Do you have any reason to do that anymore? Does it give people a reason to scam people now? Because like now you can't dislike. So you see, you know, it might have 50,000 views on this video and you're like, oh, this must be legit. And then, you know, it's just, you can't see that 45,000 people disliked it. I don't know. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. I think ultimately you keep it. Either that or you get rid of it entirely. But then you feel like you're missing something. I don't know. I remember, I missed the five-star rating that YouTube used to do. I kind of like that, but that was that was years ago. I also miss video replies. Do you guys remember that, like video responses? Like I can make this this missing pieces episode back in the early days of YouTube, and you could do a video response to this that would be like tagged below it, where you respond to me in a video about this, and we could have a conversation back and forth. But then people abused it, where they would just try to find videos that had like a lot of views, and I think it was called Reply Girls. They would get on there and they would they would ruin it for everybody. So you can't do that anymore. There, and there's no more conversation on YouTube. It's no longer broadcast yourself. It's uh, let's promote corporate interests. And I think that's a big reason why they got rid of the dislike button is because people would go on. I remember Oprah Winfrey came on to YouTube and she got just pummeled with like 
dislikes and hate and stuff like that. And it makes it easier for, for corporations to come in and to not be disliked, I suppose. That's probably ultimately what it comes down to because everything is, is about money. I don't think YouTube really cares about that kid that I talked about earlier that got a dislike on his video. They care about the money and who it's coming from and where it's coming from. So my thoughts on that. I'd love to hear yours. Speaking of thoughts on things, let's go into some listener feedback here. You guys had some great things from last week. Uh, and a, f- a few of these, like starting out here, I really love because this is this is kind of what I talked about earlier with encouragement. First one comes from Luis, who is a member. If you guys would like to become a member, second ad in the video, you can join down below or just click the join button. You can become a member, join our Discord. I'd love to have you join my Discord. We have conversations there all the time and share a lot of stuff. It'll be an expensive thing for you, though, because we share deals and you're probably going to end up buying stuff. Plus, we share hauls and all that stuff and converse about Lego and non-Lego and YouTube and everything and anything in between. So if you'd like to join, support this podcast. I don't put any ads in this podcast, so I'm like not talking about something in an ad for, uh, I don't know, Band-Aids comes up or something like that. It's a great way to support it. I know there's some people out there that have listened to every single episode of this. And if you'd like to show your support, even if you have no intention of doing anything as a member, it'd be nice. I appreciate it. So thank you for for joining. I'll shout you out next week if you join. Motivation. I don't care. You do what you want to do. This comes from Luis, who is a member. She says, for the first time, my little boy wanted to help me with the Lego London sets. And we did it together. And I love that. That's what I love to hear. You see Clark Man doing it? He's like, yeah, you guys do it together. Journal of Scots, similar situation here about experiences in Lego. says, I appreciate the commentary around the Home Alone set experience. The experience makes that set invaluable for you and incredible memories you'll have with Clark. That's why Star Wars Cantina, that's what the Star Wars Cantina set is for me. Don't buy the $20 battle pack. My kids won't build with me, but I'm turning it into a mock with a whole underground story. I've been doing videos in progress and having rewarding discussions in the community. It's great to now have this all documented to enjoy and share the experience whenever in the future. That's what I love. It's called your video time capsule, man. And it's cool to look back on things, especially like years from now. You're going to be like, oh, crap. That's where that thing started out at. It's in my entire room now. Like The cantina has taken over my house. It started with that one video. This next comment, I I love it. This is from O to the G things. I kind of like that too. It says, hey, Greg, long time, first time. You're, 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 you're getting me right now. It says, today's episode really hit a nerve with me. I've listened to the majority of your podcasts, and firstly, I'm, an, I'm envious of your position. You get to do what you want, or you get to do what you're passionate about and get paid for it. I think that is should be the ultimate goal of everyone that exists on this planet. We all have to do something for work. Unless you were born into a really rich family and you don't have to do anything. Uh, You can disregard this. We all have to do something. Find that thing that you really love to do. Or that you, you just enjoy. Don't waste your life doing something for someone else and accomplishing their goals when you have your own to accomplish. Work towards that thing that you want to get to. Whatever that is, we all have different things. You're probably yours probably isn't making YouTube videos, but when you I can tell you for certain, when you find that thing that you love and you really put all of your attention and effort into it, you will get to the place that you want to get to. Like it's just it's bound to happen. You can't work so hard on something and not get there, or at least make progress. And progress is what it's all about. Anyways, he says, that's not why I'm commenting. It's the father-son bonding moments. I'm a father of a nearly three-year-old, and I and love doing activities with him. At the moment, he's currently into gardening, uh, so when we need uh, so we need more Greg's gardening tips. But I digress. Seeing my son enjoy an activity that we can do together is one of the purest forms of joy. Seeing his smiling face as he digs up the ground while he helps me plant seeds is something I look forward to. 
Not only that, but then coming back and watering it and seeing them grow as we share memories. I see Clark in your relationship, and I hope once my son is that age, we can enjoy Lego together like you guys. Funny enough, he's very interested in the sets I have at home and insists on playing with them. Anyway, I just felt this was the best time to comment because it's my... It's the one thing that I find that we share in common and absolutely love. Hopefully one day I can create a channel where it's my son and I's crazy adventures just like you guys. Love the pod, mate. Makes my Monday morning that little palatable. Loved O to the G from Down Under. P.S. Can 5 a.m. Lego come back? Us Aussies love that time slot. I know. I've been, Dude, I've just been so busy. I've been up. I've been up at like four o'clock every day, but I just like start working before Clarkman gets up. I feel like I need that time to get my my editing done. So I'm, I've been trying to prioritize that, but I I will try to do some really early streams for you guys because I know the Oz, the Aussie peeps, they were all over those streams because it's like, hey, someone's finally streaming at a time that we are awake. It's awesome. But I speaking of awesome, I love what you're what you're doing with your son. Man, talk about how fulfilling that could be. Like it's one thing building a Lego set, you know, and you look at it and you're like, it's a pretty darn cool house, man. But to plant a garden together and to water it every day and to watch that grow and then someday maybe to eat the the things that you're growing from that that you did together what can you do that's more rewarding than that and to teach that to a, a kid where it's like you're working towards this thing it, it teaches patience it teaches dedication it teaches everything like that that you need to know in life can be found in the garden greg's gardening tips approves of this message i love it man i just i love it and i appreciate you coming by and finally commenting after all this time all it took was talking about sharing time with your kid. And it's, it's one thing that I wish more parents would do. Uh, it's so easy to throw your kid an iPad or whatever or put them on the TV and be like, hey, stay busy because I got stuff to do. And I know as, as someone that maybe works a full-time job away from home where you don't have the luxury to, to go upstairs and like vacuum the house really quick while your video is exporting, there's a lot to be done. And it's hard to manage kids, especially if you have more than one. But it's like you, you got to find time for them because that is the kind of stuff that's long lasting and to grow your, your garden with your, with your kid is just so darn cool. So I have no doubts that if you're on this path right now, whatever your interests are, I'm sure your son's interest will be in that as well. But if not, you got to go in with him. That's what I did. Clark Mann's into Thomas. We're in monster trucks. We're in, I'm into whatever he wants to do. We're just going to do it together. Minecraft. You might have to learn to play Minecraft, man. O to the G is going to be a Minecraft detector here soon. That's what I did. And I loved it. So that is uh, that is such a nice comment, and I appreciate you taking the time to leave that. Next one is from Chris. Chris says, hey, Greg, just want to chime in on adulthood versus childhood by mentioning my win of the week. Okay, we're getting a little early, but I feel like this, this fits in here because we did talk about that last week, talking about whether it's better to be an adult or a kid. And my theory is that it's better to be an adult because you have more freedom, more income. You have, you have so many things, but you also have like life that comes with that. And that's what Chris discusses here. He says, personally, I wouldn't trade adulthood for anything. My wife and I took a trip to Austin to see one of our favorite bands perform on their last ever tour or last tour ever. It's about six hour drive from where we live. So we splurged for a fancy hotel room across the street from the venue. The show was loud and we had been standing for a few hours. So we left early to enjoy the comfort of our hotel room. Tell me you're old without telling me you're old. I'm kidding, Chris, but it, <laughs> oh, it's so loud. Let's go back and let's go to bed. He says, we had a leisurely breakfast and lunch before heading home on Sunday. All in all, a fantastic weekend. I'm returning home to some chores. I usually do laundry in the weekend and our dryer is broken, which means we'll have to repair it or replace it. We had to pay 
to board one of our dogs in a kennel, so I've got to pick him up on my lunch break. All this to say that I love adulthood for the freedom and experience it can offer, even if you have to get up and go to work the next day. My Lego collection is way bigger as an adult than it was when I was a kid. There's way more important aspects of being an adult, but I thought it was worth sharing. Thanks for the excellent podcast, and sorry for the long post. Hope you and yours are having a glorious day, Greg. Don't you ever apologize for a long post. And uh, I will apologize to you, though, for calling you old, but I just <laughs> thought that was funny. <laughs> you go to the concert, and you're just like, I'd probably be the same way, you know. I, Dude, I'm an introvert, and I just, I love hotel stays, personally. Uh, but yeah, I just, I just love being in my own space, and I don't need, like, a bunch of people around and loudness and stuff like that. I would just rather, I, I, I think you guys probably did the right thing. Uh, that being said, I'm old, so take that for what it's worth. But I, I love this comment because you, you, it's a sentiment that I share as well. Like as a kid, you're, you're so not in control of your destiny as a kid, but as an adult, you completely are. And it could be a good or bad thing. Like you could eat ice cream all day if you want to. You could also be 700 pounds in two months. Like there, there, there's things you can do, but you also need to be aware of the consequences. And as an adult, you need to be aware of that, you know, wh whatever that is in your life. Like there are consequences to every action, both positive and negative. Are you willing to pay the consequences? If the answer is yes, go for it. Next message is from Mike at the Cool Factor. It says, what an insanely, insanely relatable talk for me. Thanks, Greg. I just love the chat and connection aspect with my audience, but I feel really stressed when there is a looming pressure of doing a good review of the set. I know I can create a decent set review, but sometimes the stress and the effort that goes into it turns me off. Also, the whole picture tube thing and Hall's doing better numbers than anything else. I'm with you on that, and it's sad that the real effort and value go unrewarded. Agreed. As for the whole review thing, I feel you, dude. Like, that's why I don't like doing reviews because, like, I'll sit down with it and I'll, I don't do a script or anything for any of my videos. Like, everything is off the cuff. But I feel like I, I can't do a proper review because I just think I can do it better. And I'm like, oh, that thing I said was stupid. Or I said, uh, or as you can see here, I say that a lot if I try to do a review. As you can see here, all these fillers that I'm really disappointed with. In fact, like f deleting fillers from my vocabulary is one of the challenges here with missing pieces. And uh, when I go back and watch and I'm saying, uh, or um, or whatever, it bothers me. And some of it is just slowing down. If you're okay having a little bit of silence and you don't need to fill that space, it's it's much better. But your experience in Lego with the pressure of doing reviews and good reviews at that is exactly the area of Lego that I never want to get into. I would not enjoy that life. I enjoy sharing my experience. I enjoy building things I love. I don't care if it came out 30 years ago or yesterday. I like doing what I'm passionate about. I don't want to ever feel forced to have to do something. Even if you're not being forced, like if it's not something that you feel really good about doing, even though like sometimes it is beneficial to kind of push through, but if you feel like stress and pressure over over it, maybe consider whether that's something that you that you necessarily want to do. Is there something else? Do you have to fall into that category? Can you make a new category? Can you draw pictures of Lego leaks that people will find funny? Why not? Actually, don't, because that's my idea, Mike. Don't be stealing it, okay? You do your reviews. I'm kidding. Thank you for listening, man. I appreciate it. If you guys want to check out Mike's channel, it's called The Cool Factor, and uh, it certainly is cool. Is, I, 
I don't have a better tagline. I'm sorry. I'll market your channel better next time. Next comment is from, uh, thank you for commenting. Next is from Lego, Jedi Lego Arts. None of these people are ever going to comment again. <laughs> just, he called me old. He, he, he didn't sell my channel very well. Like, uh, I'm out, Greg. Sorry. Uh, next one's from Jedi Lego Arts, who I hope always comments. Says, I really wish they would leave old classic films alone. Surely they can come up with new ideas instead. Talking about Home Sweet Home Alone. You know, I read an article about this in gaming. And the reason that there's no like new things that come out, whether it be movies or games or whatever, is because there's so much money on the line. It takes so much to make something like that. And you can't afford for it to fail. So you kind of have to go off of, you know, okay, there's been 46 Spider-Man movies. So let's make another Spider-Man movie. People will love that. You don't want to make something different or something new. Or like, let's take it out of superheroes in general. Like they're, I guess they're digging around for new superheroes, whether it be like, I didn't know who Guardians of the Galaxy were before they came out, but I love it, or Eternals or anything like that. It's like, I do want to see original things, but everything is like a reboot or like a retelling of what they've already done. Are we out of ideas? Maybe, but maybe it's just too risky to do something interesting or new or unique. You just got to be like, well, we got to make a superhero movie. So uh, who do we got? Who's who, who hasn't been in a movie yet? Turd man, okay, turd man, you're up. Let's uh, let's get a backstory for you. We'll throw you in the Doctor Strange movie, so there's some type of continuity here, and then turd man will have his own feature film here. Let's do it. We got money to make. Yeah, it sucks. Anyways, thank you for the for the comment. Uh, let's move from turd man talk into advice attack. We got a couple of them here, and I'm hesitant to give advice anymore. Every time I think about the idea of giving advice, I cringe. I tell myself I'm not going to do it, but then people comment asking for advice, so I find myself doing it. First one is from Arctic Hunter. Love the name. He says, how can you do something if you don't have the confidence to start? And this is easy for me. Well, it's easy for me to tell you what to do. It's the same thing that I tell you every single week. Take a little step, a little progress. You may not find it, you may not have the confidence to go to the gym, but you do have the confidence to walk to that side of your house, right? You may not have the confidence to make a YouTube video, but you have the confidence to turn your camera on and pledge yourself to delete the video when you're done. You probably won't. You'll keep it. Like just little steps, little, little, little steps. They start to add up over time. Time and pressure builds. And when that builds up, you'll find that you, you're capable of incredible things. Like think about people that run marathons. You think they just decided one day that, you know, I'm going to go run a marathon today. Maybe someone did, but most people I think train for those type of things. So you got to practice with stuff and you got to get comfortable with it. Once you get comfortable, the confidence is there. Speaking of confidence, though, next comment here comes from Justine Patricks. It says, great episode, Greg. Feels a bit unrelated, so I apologize. Never, never apologize to me in the comments. Unless you say something mean, then you can apologize. He says, I have some advice to take. My question for you is, how did you know Cody was the one for you? I'm only in college, but throughout my dating life, I've never had a moment where I thought, this girl is the one. It's been tough because in my stage of life, there's nothing I want more than to find the girl for me. How did you and Cody's dating relationship make you realize she was the one for you? Again, thanks for a great episode and being such a positive light. You know, with us, I was thinking about this after I read your comment. For us, it's just like we started hanging out one night and we just never stopped. Like, it was, we went to high school together. We went to junior high school and high school together, what you would call middle school, I suppose. And like, we never really crossed paths or whatever. But then like after that, we all got together, like me and my buddy got together with her and her friend and we hung out that night. And then, you know, I was, I was really into her and I guess the feeling was mutual shockingly. And, uh, we hung out like the next day 
and then like the next day and then the next day. And it's funny because it was like months into our relationship before we actually ever went out on like a date, you know, like to go see a movie or out to dinner or whatever. We were just like friends. We were like friends and that just continued on. And I think like uh, all great relationships, if you're going to really get along with someone, you have to be friends before you're anything else, you know? And if, if you have that bond, it's it's so easy for that to happen. And I guess it just we just started hanging out and just never stopped. Is she the right one for me? Who's to say? I mean, there could be, I mean, there's how many billions of people on this planet? I haven't met all of them, right? But I found my person and I'm pretty darn happy. Hopefully she is too. We've got a pretty good life here. We've got a Clark man. Like we got a lab. Like, I mean, you got a chocolate lab. You got a home that you live in that's paid for. We're living a good life. So, you know, I, I, I can't really give you advice on finding the right one, but I guess it helps to put yourself out there just like any, anything else. Like, uh, you're trying to meet the right person. I guess you start going through some people, right? Like, uh, I don't know what to do. Like, man, giving dating advice right now. I haven't been in the market, uh, since 2003, I guess. Um, do you get on Tinder? Do you go on like a dating app? I guess is probably the way people do it these days. And you can do your swiping or whatever and then start going out on a few dates and you can get an idea of, of you know, what works and what doesn't work. But being like, I guess being social, which is a challenge, especially for us introverts and us Lego lovers, that's probably the hardest part of finding someone. But then to find someone that you kind of vibe with and maybe have common interests or like morals. Uh, with, with Cody and myself, it was easy because we had so many shared experiences we're the same age. We went to the same school. We had the same social group. And it's just like, it's easy when you, when you have all that in common. I bet it'd be harder though, if it's someone else that you've never been around. But that being said, I've, I have a friend that married a girl that lived in California, flew out there after like talking to her on the phone or whatever for an extended period of time. Went to California. They're married now and they got a kid. So it's, I guess it happens. I don't know. It's just like, I don't really believe in like fate because I feel like I'm in control of my destiny very much. But things will, things just happen sometimes. And I found in my life that things always work out. So don't put too much pressure on yourself. And just put yourself out there and see what comes of it. If you guys have any better dating advice, especially someone that maybe has dated someone in the last 15 years, uh, throw that out there too. But I mean, I just, I'd be so stressed. Like I'd probably, if, if Cody and I were to uh, get divorced or whatever, I'd probably just live a life alone. I, I don't think I, like, who, who could I find... Who could I find in my life that would, I mean, maybe, maybe it would be appealing. Like I'm like living this life of a Lego YouTuber who would want to do that, but maybe some people would, you know, cause it'd be life of adventure or whatever it is. Um, is it maybe, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, that's a really tough one. I'm sorry. I was zero help to you there. Uh, we have a feel good comment of the week. I really, I, I, this filled my soul with joy and I've been trying to share these when I can, but this one's from Owen who says he's been a longtime viewer of Missing Pieces, and he first discovered me through the podcast I used to do with Just Too Good and M&R back in the day. That was, it was delighted to hear you started a pod of your own. Over time, it's grown into a unique beast that I eagerly anticipate every week. That's why I do this. I said, I don't know what sparked it, but I realized today that I've never seen a Greg's World video. What? What? I started at the beginning and scrolled through the ones that jumped out to me. Your journey on this platform and in your life is remarkable and inspiring to me. In the span of a few hours, I watched you move into a new house, get a puppy, have Clark, lose your dad, and all the beautiful, lovely, painful moments in between. I laughed with you. I wept with you. I so much appreciate what you do on here, Greg. Please take this to heart because I mean it. Your beautiful soul from your pal, Owen. Owen, thank you for the 
for the feel good comment of the week. I'm not going to get emotional. I'm I'm hard as hard as stone here. Um, it's it's an incredible thing having this video time capsule, sharing your life. Most people would find it very strange to document all these personal things and to share them with the world, and it is a strange thing. But I've known in my heart that when I first saw people doing this back in 2009, 2010, it really did feel like I was a part of their journey. And I loved almost feeling like I knew everything about them and their life and their family. And I loved to see what they were doing and where they were going. And I especially loved it when YouTube was what it was before where no one had any money in it. And it was just like normal people living normal, authentic lives or as authentic as it seems. And that's what I strive for. I try to just to share like, this is this is me. This is my life. My life might be boring. My life might be fascinating. It, it might be somewhere in between, but it's like, it's us and it's who we are. And I love being able to go back and see memories of things that I completely forgot, days that existed that really don't didn't like stick with me. But to have the ability to go back and just watch a random video of Clark Man at three years old and us playing or something is it's it's a gift to my future and his future that is worth more than anything that I could have ever invested in. So I'm I'm really happy to have that. And it's so cool that other people can kind of go along that with us and maybe you know, get encouragement from it. I mean, that's what it all comes down to, right? Encouraging other people. That's missing pieces should literally just be titled that. Greg encourages people because that's, I, I feel like that's what I'm called to do in some way or another. Um, and that's what I, that's what I really enjoy. So if that, if, they, if, if the medium is, is making YouTube, if that's the vehicle and the destination is encouragement, I'm happy to, uh, to drive it down that path. Uh, let's let's wrap. Thank you for the, the comment, Owen. Let's wrap this up with the win of the week as we creep towards the one hour mark here on a longer episode. This is from Plizzy, a repeat offender with the win of the week. We got to send him off with some uh, encouragement here himself. He says, today is the last day of living in my old house. Tomorrow, me and my family or my family and I, Mrs. Bricktech's watching, will be moving to our new house that we started building at the beginning of the year. I'm so excited, yet so nervous. So much work collecting all of your belongings and transporting them to a new location. RIP all my Lego sets. I have a lot of building to do. Second one of the week is that I finally got my audition for the Allstate Orchestra, and I need to wait a month or so to see if I qualified. Great episode again. I'll reporting back to you next year on the calendar. That's awesome. I reported, or I asked you guys last week to do something that you really want to do in the next year and come back a year from now and tell me what it is that you did. And I hope somebody put it on their calendar. It's going to be a surprise to me because I'll have forgotten all about it. And in uh, November of 2022, someone's going to comment like, hey, Greg, here's the thing that I did. And I'll be like, oh, my God, somebody did it. But uh, let's let's wish Plizzy good luck in this move. Moving all your Lego sets is is traumatic, but I, I just did it slowly and surely, putting it in the back of the car, laid the seats down and like our hatchback and just kind of drove them there nicely. I would recommend doing the same, although you've probably already moved, so I can't give you any advice now. Advice detect is too late. But yeah, you'll you'll get there. It's 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 a process, but it'll be nice having a new space and a brand new home. How imagine how that feels. As far as the orchestra, I wish you the best of luck. I'm sure you're very talented and you'll achieve all your goals if that's what you want to do and if you're willing to work for it, you'll get there. And that same thing applies to everyone else that's watching this. So I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Missing Pieces. If you guys are curious what's going to be going on this next week, a little preview, if you will, today, maybe before or even after you listen to this. Mrs. Bricktech and myself are going to be building the Seinfeld set live, which should be a lot of fun. I'm excited and really looking forward to doing that. Also, this is Thanksgiving week, so Clark is off with me, so there's going to be a lot of fun there. Probably some gaming. 
lots of gaming actually when my nephews come over they're coming over on thanksgiving and probably staying for a day or two so it's going to be like the studio is going to be in full force down here it's going to be amazing i'm going to try to shoot some vlogs of that whole experience and um yeah, I'm just really looking forward to this week. So I'll report back to you next week on Missing Pieces. If you have a win of this week, let me know. If there's anything that you would like to discuss, Lego or non-Lego, preferably non-Lego, throw it out there in the comments. If there's anything that, that sparked an interest in you this week or something that, that you would that's completely unrelated to anything that I spoke about. It's like, I wonder what Greg thinks about that. I'd love to hear it because, you know, it's my life is, is as boring as it sounds, and it's always nice to hear from other people. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Missing Pieces. Dang it. We'll always we'll find you in the next episode.